Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. You can listen to all our incredible hosts, from Trina Mustafa to Eric Ayala, Amy Alderbert, talking about the game that we all love. And make sure, of course, you check out our 24-7 coverage of women's basketball at thenexthoops.com. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. WNBA season is in full full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Before the next ball is tipped, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and content information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the WNBA playoffs. Promo code is LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're going to get right to it. Dawn Staley spoke. And she had some really interesting things to say about her potential role in 2024, what 2021 felt like in Tokyo, what it all means to her going forward, even about the NCAA and the report that was issued about inequality between the men's and women's games. So without further ado, here is Dawn Staley. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today with Coach Staley. Um, just go ahead and use the raise your hand function if you have a question, and we will go in the usual order as people raise their hand. Um, just a reminder, as we said in the media advisory, this will be about our her, Coach Staley's Olympic experience, and um, we'll, we'll go forward from there. So, Brad, we'll go ahead and start with you. You beat David to the punch by a nanosecond, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> Coach, congratulations uh, once again. Uh, first, what do you do with – your latest Olympic medal, where do you house it? Where do you keep it? And can you compare winning a gold medal as a head coach and winning a national championship as a head coach? Um, well, the gold medal is, is still in Tokyo because coaches don't get one. <laughs> um, and then just comparing it as a, a national championship and a, um, um, a gold medal as, as a, you know, as a head coach. Um, I mean the 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 load is 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 a heavy load to bear when it's you know when you're representing your country on the biggest stage of you know any any athletic event. Um, I mean the pressure is still the same, um, but <laughs> you know letting down a fan base is a little bit less you know um, it's 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 less hard than letting down your entire country. Um, you know, but the gratification and the relief is, is all the same when you're able to accomplish it. David, and then we'll go to Howard. But, but also just our, our fan base is a little harsh though. They, so they, they probably have a, the anger of an entire country if we lose a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> that's the right addendum to that coach. I think that's right. I think that's right. David, go ahead and then we'll go to Howard. Well, no comment on that one, but, uh, Donna, thanks for doing this. But, um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the pressure of being Team USA coach. I was just wondering if you could go into detail about 
how much of that you felt in Tokyo. I think uh, you, you mentioned some sleepless nights. Just what was it like getting up to the gold medal game? I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's a it's 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 a pressure that just builds and builds and builds and builds, and you have to unleash it somewhere. And I I, I felt like I, I did it by diving into um, watching a lot of film. I also did it by you know, Coach Boyer was there. Um, so we, we played a lot of, uh, Jim Rummy. Um, I played a lot of solitaire just by myself, just, just to kind of get myself thinking about, um, just imagining and visualizing. And, you know, I wasn't a visualizer when I was a player and I find myself more visualizing because there is, there isn't anything you can do really. Um, because you're, you're just, you just provide a game plan and it's the player's job to, to execute it. Um, so you spend a lot of hours just thinking about, um, plan B, C, D, and E. And it, you know, it's bothersome if you have to actually plan that far down the list of, um, what could, could happen, the possibilities of, of something happening. And unfortunately for us, we didn't have to, we didn't have to delve too far into, you know, the the game plan B because our players really, you know, they elevate. Every time there's a need to elevate, they always have been able to to give us what we need in those moments in Olympic Games. Howard, and then we'll go to Pete. Don, congratulations. Um, I have two for you if I could. Um, the first is obviously there was a bit of an arc in terms of, how this team came together, you know, whether it was the early losses or, you know, even the game against Nigeria was obviously uh, more of a battle than I think a lot of people thought. And I just I wonder what the point was where it was clear to you that this was a team that was going to win gold. Um, yeah, there was an arc because, you know, when, when you're coaching it, you know, very early on in, in Vegas where you're trying to see what your team is, it's all about. You're trying to see where you can, you can, how, how deep you can go. Um, and I, I, I thought I went pretty deep, um, in Vegas just to see that. Cause it's, you know, a marathon is not one in the first mile and we were in the first mile of our journey. Um, and we had to figure some things out. Um, uh, and then the point that, that I knew, that we were going to win was the game against Australia, mm-hmm. like quarterfinals. That is when everything went to another level. And, and maybe we didn't play super well against, um, <clears throat> um, Serbia, but it was, you know, the, the way we got up for the, for the Australia game, the quarterfinal game, a game in which, uh, we lost to them in Vegas a month before, um, so it, it just kind of, um, it kind of just bottlenecked to that point where, um, we knew we were going to get the job done. We weren't going to be deterred from, um, winning a, a seventh gold medal. And, and just if I could, I know you've, uh, decided to leave, uh, the role, um, uh, and you suggested that, uh, Cheryl, uh, ought to be the coach. I think, uh, Cheryl is, um, said she thinks you ought to be the coach. I'm wondering, you know, it, have you entirely closed the door to it and, you know, why you think Cheryl ought to be the next coach at this point? Um, 
I mean, I mean, here's the thing. USA basketball has, has always been a, a big part of my life. Um, and you know, somebody, somebody, you know, when I said that shortly after just kind of equated it to, and it's nothing against, you know, you know, women who have just given birth, but they equated to, you ask a woman, um, post giving birth, does she want to have another baby? And her immediate response is no. But then you, you know, you see how much that baby, um, gives you so much joy. You know, you, you know, you, you start thinking about it. I'm, I'm a weekend, I'm probably nine, 10 days removed from it. I feel a little bit differently now because a sense of relief. But do I, I feel like there's a coach out there named Cheryl Reeve that could get it done. Absolutely. She's been around the game. She understands it. Um, her, her basketball mind is unmatched. Um, she has a, a really good understanding of how the coach, how to coach pros. Um, and it's a delicate balance when you're the Olympic coach. It isn't like coaching. It isn't like coaching, um, South Carolina mm-hmm. or the Minnesota Lynx. So it's, it's a delicate balance that you have to keep players super super confident but also you got to keep your you know you got to keep your thumb on them a little bit just so they understand that you know there's pressure to it um and we we as coaches can't get in the way of that and allow the players to do do their thing and then when they need a little nudge here or there you have to give it to them there you know and I even have like coach Boyer who was on our our staff you know she she saw me coach a little bit differently than I coached in South Carolina and I'm and she really doesn't understand the the balance of it because she only she she's like Ugh. and and I've been a player in in that situation and I know what I want you know I want to I want a cool calm collected coach that knows when to step in and say hey this is what needs to get done and a coach that says hey you know let your players trust your players they've been here before so it's a delicate balance in in coaching an Olympic team, I don't think any coach can coach an Olympic team. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't because that balance has to be struck, you know, in a way that 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 the players know that you know what you're doing, and a coach knows that what a player can do. So it is, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing if you you haven't experienced it in some form or fashion. Thanks, Dawn. Pete, and then we'll go to Matt. Dawn, before I ask the question I planned, I got to ask, are you making news? Are you now saying that you <laughs> might want to be the coach of the team in Paris in three years from now? I mean, I, I mean, if, if Cheryl's the woman, I don't want to get in her way. I mean, she was one of the people, too, that, you know, once she found out, she was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, why, why, why would you do that? She, she did say that. So, so, I mean, I, I'm going to leave it as if Cheryl's the one, she's the one. Um, if they choose to go in a different direction and come back here, um, I, I've never turned USA basketball down. But I wanted to ask, given the idea that you were not going to be the coach, when you think about your journey with USA basketball, I mean, when you started at the Olympics, you talk about a fan base or a country that wanted results. I mean, going to Atlanta, people wanted your team 
to bring the results. And you throughout your career in Olympic basketball have brought those results. If you stop to think about, you know, the enormity of that kind of growth that you've had and that impact you've had on USA basketball. You know, I, I, I really, I haven't because the, the, the pressure was so thick that you don't want to, you don't want to shortchange that moment because if we had to go back to 96, um, I was a player that was a participant and just really into the games and had a, a real say in some outcomes. You know, as a coach, you do have some say, very little, but it, it's up to the players. But I, I just thought that, you know, anytime you host an Olympic Games, there's an investment that the host country puts into their athletes and their teams. And that's what we had in 96 to get everything going. And then from there on, you know, USA Basketball has done a great job investing in both teams. And we feel really good about where we are, that we have an, an opportunity to be who we are. And, and that is the number one team in the world. And that's because we, you know, we're invested in. <laughs> and, and, and when you're invested in, we put a product on the floor that, you know, our entire country and, you know, may, the world, you know, respects. They, they may not always like the fact that we win and, and, and we do it in a fashion in which make people think it's easy. And it's not, it's not an easy task to continuously do what we've done you know, over the past seven Olympic games. We're, we're just very fortunate that we have the commitment of the players. We have the commitment of, of, of great coaching staffs that put us in positions to, and, and the backing of USA basketball and the NBA and all those sponsors that give so much, um, to allow our, our team to, to, to train and to be in a good space once we're at an Olympic games to give our very best. Chat and then Augusta. Hey, Don, congratulations. Good to see you back here in the U.S. Um, I just want to ask you about Asia, and obviously we all know your journey with her. What was it like for you to watch her put on a performance in a gold medal game on her birthday and then to actually see her on the podium with the gold medal? I'm just wondering what your emotions were like watching that. Uh, I mean, super proud, but not surprised. I mean, Asia Wilson, um, I mean, she told me throughout the Olympic Games that she wasn't she wasn't going to, let me in particular lose. She's not gonna, not gonna let you lose. I said, I, I asked her the night before the, uh, the gold medal game and I'm like, uh, are we gonna win? She was just like, yeah, I told you that. We, I, I got you. Like she would say, I got you. I got you. And you know, it, it, it's, it's scary because she's a first timer. I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, you know, she's not the point guard. You know, people got to get her the ball in order for her to perform in that way. Uh, but Asia just had that look on her face. She had the aura around her to 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 kind of just let me know that familiarity of seeing her and that and her element gave me great comfort. You know, well, unlike you know her steal or blocking a shot or getting a steal and going down the right side of the court and and, and smoking a right-handed layup. Um, that gave me a little angst every time that happened in the game. Um, but she rebounded from that to, to perform at a, a super high level. I think Asia, um, is, has, has been past the baton, um, like so many of, uh, USA basketball participants. Uh, she and, uh, Brianna Stewart are 
staples on Olympic teams. I'm not on a committee, but I surely wouldn't leave the country without those two. Augusta and then Chandler. Hi, Dawn. Welcome back to the States. Um, I wanted to know, you know, as you're getting settled back in, what have been your first priorities, you know, personally, and then working with the Gamecocks, you know, what's been like catching back up with the team and coaches, and what have you been up to? Well, I mean, yesterday was my first day back, and we practiced. Like, we practiced that from 10 to 12 yesterday and today. And when you've, when you've accomplished something as big as, as winning a gold medal at the Olympic Games, you know, there's a, there's, there, there's somewhat of a relief that sets in and you're, you're just like, ah, like, I mean, you're, I was counting down the days to when I had to come into the office and the closer I got, the more I was like, damn, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready. I need about another week. But then you, you come in here and you, you, you prep for practice and you go out to practice and you see what you got. And immediately I'm like, this is where I belong. Like, this is like, was I dreading this? Because we got, man, we've got a pretty darn good team that's, that's committed to, to each other, to, that's committed to playing basketball the right way. And I mean, it was just beautiful to be back in the gym in this way. So I, I've, you know, they've helped me rejuvenate and get to a place where, you know, I'm happy is my happy place. And then our staff, we, you know, we sit around and we talk about what we need to do, you know, to, to continue this path of path of getting our players, um, to, uh, to a place where we can compete for a national championship. And with this team, we're not, we're not even thinking about beyond this particular team. And it's, it's going to be pretty fun. Chandler and then Brad. Hey, Coach, just want to say first off, congrats on everything. Thanks for doing this today. Uh, when you consider everything that, you know, Team USA had to go through this year, you know, going to Tokyo and the COVID situation there, and then this is your first Olympic gold medal as the head coach of Team USA, and you were able to also get Asia a gold medal, a Olympic gold medal as well. Do you feel this one is the greatest one you've won in your career? The greatest? Wow. Um, and... <sighs> Asia got me a gold medal. I didn't really get her a gold medal. For that. <laughs> but the greatest, um, this, this one was probably the most pressure packed. Um, this is the one I felt the most like, um, uh, responsible for. Um, and I, you know, and I've, uh, and I've, I, I got this, this, um, this autographed basketball. Um, and it's signed by every single Olympic coach. And Coach Boyer actually got me this for my, for my birthday years ago. Like it had to be, um, probably it was at when I was at Temple and not knowing that one day that I will get to sign my own ball as the Olympic coach. Um, and I, you just reminded me. Just from your question, like, what, you know, what does it feel like? I feel like signing my ball. That's what I do. That's what I feel like doing because um, it's a relief. It's a relief. So it's, just, it's, the, it's the greatest. Um, it's the greatest as a coach. And I've done it as two times as an assistant coach and this time as the uh, the head coach because of just the relief I feel. 
from being able to accomplish it. Brad, and then we'll close it out with Pete. Coach, um, assuming if you are if you are not the the, co- the head coach at the next Olympics, after seeing one of your other former players uh, win gold in the the three on three tournament at the Olympics with Alicia Gray, any interest in in coaching that next time around? Um, no, I'm a five on five girl. <laughs> but but I said I, I did ask you, uh, Alicia if uh, I said Alicia, I said would you want to do it again in Paris? She's like, no. She was like, no, that was hard. She was like, that was extremely hard. She said she would do it five on five though. So, so that, that's cool to know that, you know, she doesn't, she wants that, that feeling again in a different, you know, in a, in a different, uh, um, in a different way in the five X five. And then I guess David snuck his hand in late. So we'll close it out. Didn't get the first one. So you'll get the last one. Uh, and Sean, while you were gone, um, the NCAA dropped that report about the uh, inequities between men's and women's basketball. Didn't know if you saw it. Didn't know if you had any thoughts on it. Um, and, and do you think it's I mean, just what do you think of the report and some of the suggestions? Do you think it can bring real change? Yeah. I, I saw the report and I had every intention to read the report on our flight home from from Tokyo didn't quite get to that. Um, and I really haven't gotten to it, but I've, you know, I've, I've, I've looked at it when it came out, meaning I looked at what was in it. People just kind of, um, paraphrase what's in it. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised at the findings of it. Um, I, I was surprised that they let it out for everyone to see. Um, and I think that is a great starting point is the transparency of it. Um, and now that we know, that what we lived through um, wasn't, you know, wasn't a lie. It was a very real thing. And now that we know, I just hope that moving forward that that we can address it so no other, you know, female student athlete will, will experience it in that way in the public and have to be distracted from the task at hand. And I know things will change because of it and – you know, looking forward to actually experience the change as as, as a participant. Yeah, thanks. Go ahead, David. Don, a couple of questions for you. Do you know when they have to choose the next Team USA coach? I mean, what's the timeline on that? I don't know when they have to choose, but we're we're already into you know this quadrant. We're already into it. Like the World Cup is next fall. So I'm, I'm sure they're going to probably uh, um, announce a co- and I'm not pushing USA basketball by, by any means, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to announce an, another coach pretty soon because there, there'll probably be a a training camp in November and another one in February, and then you know, and then the World Cup will be sometime in next September or so. And who won the most? You or Boyer? You know, you know, Warrior and I used, I mean, we, she, I was used to playing spades, two-handed spades. She and I were just doing that for a while. And then she changed the game to, you know, gin, rummy. And I, I couldn't quite make the adjustment. So she beat me early on. And then I finally got a feel for how the game has to be played. And I got her. I needed that, though. 